This episode is brought to you by Feel Free from BotanicTonics.com. Feel Free is a small two-ounce shot made from kava and other ancient plants, and the feeling that it provides is incredible. It is euphoric. It gives you this sense of focus. It reduces anxiety, and it just puts you in a relaxed state in your body. Think of it as a plant-based magical elixir that can uplift your mood, increase your productivity, and give you the energy to do the things you want to do today. There are so many applications for when you can use Feel Free. A few examples are using Feel Free to get into a flow state before yoga, meditation, or exercise. People are using this as a kind of energy drink to go running for miles at a time. And it's also great for socializing. It just makes it easier to connect to people around you. There isn't this kind of background hum of anxiety anymore. It just really melts away. And that also makes it a great replacement for alcohol. So if you're ready to feel free, go to botanictonics.com and use promo code ZIAN40 for 40% off. Again, that's botanictonics.com, promo code ZIAN40, X-I-A-N 40, at botanictonics.com. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. What makes Sheath different is the pouch on the inside. Now this is a game-changing invention that completely revolutionizes the male undergarment. These are the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn by far. They've got amazing designs and styles, super comfortable fabrics. My favorite is the bamboo and also the V, which is a long leg athletic underwear that doesn't ride up and it supports you where it matters most. So go check out Sheath at sheathunderwear.com and use promo code TIMEWHEEL to save 20%. Once again, that's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TIMEWHEEL. Yo, what's good everyone? This week we have a special episode, Halloween edition, with my buddy, the Trip Keeper from the YouTube channel, Tales from the Trip. We're going to start off with a clip from one of his videos about LSD. Think of it as a cautionary tale. It definitely gets spooky. And then we're going to jump into a podcast with the Trip Keeper. Let's get it. This was my very first time taking LSD. I have been an avid medical cannabis user for about eight years now. 
At the time of the trip, I was an undiagnosed recreational user. I had tried shrooms a couple times in the past and had a lovely experience. I do not use tobacco, and I drink on occasion. 3 p.m., summertime, warm and sunny. I biked over to my friend's house. Pat gave me a giant chunk of strong toffee edible. I ate the whole thing, and I'm very used to functioning on edibles with a very high tolerance. I told her about my experience with shrooms, and she grinned at me, pulling out a little vial with a snowman on it. I'm almost out, she said. I'll fill this vial up with water and give it to you for free. Don't be mistaken, this is very strong, at least seven, eight hits, so be careful. She was wrong. Pat accidentally got a little bit of acid on her skin and asked that I leave before she gets too tripped out. Even though she wiped off the vial, a few minutes after touching it, my hand began to tingle. 5 p.m. My whole body was welling up with energy. Lights were brighter. I saw patterns on the sidewalk on my ride home. I stopped at the store to pick up some food and felt as though I was in my own little bubble away from everyone else as I moved through the store, searching for my goods. I'm not tripping yet. This is barely a microdose. Mild open eye visuals and changes in perceptions. 7 p.m. I arrive home with some super silver haze and my goodies. I prepare myself a pizza and head to my room. I showed my brother the treasure I found with a beaming smile on my face. I was so giddy to try LSD. My little brother did not warn me that he had his friend over and they were smoking in my room though. 8 p.m. After eating and taking a couple puffs of cannabis, I took the whole vial, thinking, you can handle this. Big mistake. I will not romanticize this trip. Yes, it was a profound experience, but had I known what I was bargaining for, I would have thought twice and reduced the dosage. Pat was very wrong about the dosage. She later admitted it was close to 10 to 12 hits. Although, some trip reports where the person had consumed 30 tabs is closer to my experience. Immediately, I felt nauseous. I have a weak stomach in general and continue to smoke. I began to feel overwhelmed by smell, light, and sound, as if I were about to have a migraine. I asked my brother to turn down the War Pigs by Black Sabbath. He and his friends refused to do so and became belligerent at this point. I did not imagine this, and they often would act out, so I had to kick his friend out. No one is going to smoke my weed and disrespect me like that. 8.15 PM. Within minutes, my entire visual field was covered with swirls, patterns, and bright flashing lights. The carpet in my room expanded. My room became huge and then disappeared entirely. I was in a cave of visuals, swirls, patterns, and lights, and the music sounded far away like I was in a tunnel. I could no longer function, I could no longer remember anything, and I even forgot I took the LSD. I accidentally drank bong water, thinking it was a bottle of sparkling water. After this, I remember becoming extremely hot and taking my clothes off. I had a very bad headache, and a voice in my head said some unsettling things. Specifically, my body is attacking itself. I decided to lay down and try to sleep it off. This was another mistake. I thought I went to sleep. I was very convinced I was sleeping in my bed, but in reality, I went unconscious. My sense of self was asleep, but my body was still moving and acting on its own. The rest of this trip is pieces of memories that slowly came back to me and bits that other people had to fill in for me. As I stated above, myself went to sleep, but my body kept moving. I think this may have been a psychotic break. I became very afraid of my house. I think it was due to bad memories or the fact that a lot of people have died and suffered here. You could feel it in the walls. While still naked, I ran outside of my friend's house and started banging on the door, screaming her name. I laid down on their porch, looking up at the stars. The whole world was moving and shifting, creating cliffs and breaks in my once flat city neighborhood. The earth was splitting apart. 
I could see giant cracks filled with nothing but dark, empty space. The earth was shattered. My friend's dad came outside, and I ran away from him, stumbling a couple times. My brother tries to get me back inside the house, but I refuse, screaming, I hate this fucking place! I'm not going in there! I started saying awful things about my neighbor, like he was beating his wife, when in reality, he's a really nice guy, always cool and friendly. The police were called, of course. I was very lucky they didn't beat my ass. The detective, unfortunately, was the same detective who was there the day my father died. I felt very uncomfortable and tried to run away again, but was caught in a blanket by another cop. Sitting on my lawn, I looked up at the cop and tried to grab his dick. He dodged me, then I immediately said, I'm sorry, officer, like a madwoman. Looking back, I'm so sorry for what I did to you, officer. I did not mean it, and I'm very ashamed for assaulting you. An ambulance came, and the paramedic looked like a fat old version of a woman I disliked. I again tried to run, but she grabbed me by my hair and yanked me into the ambulance. I started talking shit to them and the nurses, saying things I would normally never say had I been sober. We arrive at the hospital. They inserted a catheter in me that later became infected. I was restrained so hard that after I woke up, my pinky was purple from lack of blood flow and had no feeling. I said horrible, awful, hurtful things to the nurses who laughed it off but also instigated at the same time. I'm gone again. The staff became malicious and threw me into a blender. I felt the blades chop me up, starting from my right leg. The whole room goes red like the sun. I'm pretty sure I'm dead at this point. Then I hear a voice talking to me. This isn't where you are supposed to be right now. Pick your guitar up and keep playing. You'll get good. If you die now, how are you going to do that? I'm pretty sure this is God. Whatever this being was, it knew me, and all too well. What about your grandpa? What about your brother? What about your mom? After God said this, I began to see flashbacks of memories. Past, present, and future began to meld together. I saw everything. God said I'll get a second chance and to be kinder to the people in my life. I received words of encouragement and then after the last memory of my grandpa and signing off on this deal, I returned. I woke up, or my sense of self did. I was in a white room. I was 100% sure that this was purgatory. An Asian man, wearing all white, stood in front of me, looking as wise as Buddha. He asked, How are you feeling? Are you awake? Where am I? I asked. You're at Resurrection Hospital. I had no idea where I was or how I got there. How did I end up a mile from home? What are clothes? Where are my clothes? The nurse proceeded to give me some food and water and encourage me to stay away from drugs. Not likely, but I thanked him and apologized for how I acted. I was still tripping, but at least conscious. The walls were still covered in sacred geometry. My mom picked me up and took me home grilling me over where I got the acid from. I wouldn't have called this a bad trip. The experience itself, while terrifying, was still breathtaking and mind-warping. However, this is a bad trip because I had unintentionally hurt people in the process because I lost control of myself, and that's my only regret. I still enjoy LSD occasionally, but I'm very careful about my dosage, environment, and make sure to have multiple sitters to prevent any mishaps. I so truly wish I could enjoy the substance in a medical setting where it would be safer, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. The last thing I'll say is remember the beginning of my trip where a voice told me, your body is attacking itself? It turns out, I have an autoimmune disease, three of them. During that trip, I believe I had a Graves disease flare-up that possibly contributed to my actions and adverse effects. It may sound crazy, but the voice was right. I always learn something new when I take LSD. It's true that psychedelics provide valuable insight. If I never heard that voice, 
I would have never taken the steps needed to get my AI disease diagnosed and under control. In a way, this trip did save me. All right, we are rolling, and I am here with T, also known as the Trip Keeper. And he's got a very interesting YouTube channel called Tales from the Trip. How's it going today, T? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good. Excited to be here with you now. I've been listening to many hours of your YouTube channel, and it is super interesting. So thanks for taking the time. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So just to give a little background as to how I learned about you, um, we were on a, me and some friends were recently on a trip from Central Texas to uh, Denver in Colorado. And, you know, when I'm on these long kind of uh, road trips, I like to listen to trippy stuff, essentially, like psychedelic mm -hmm. stories, and it could even venture into the spiritual realms and spiritual texts and these types of things. But just kind of things that keep my mind kind of, uh, you know, like interested in, in the story. So it kind of keeps my mind like uh, the time going quickly. And I saw a thumbnail. I forget what I searched. I probably searched like trip reports. And I saw a thumbnail of Datura, um, mm -hmm. which is um, in the psychedelic uh, culture, not super known. But I think it's kind of like getting slowly more known. Um, but it was like, you know, disturbing Datura trips or something like that. Yeah, and, I was, yeah. and I was like, I got All a lot right. of those videos. <laughs> totally. And I was like, okay, let's click on this. And, you know, I had heard of Datura before. I had only ever heard of it on Vice. Um, I think Hamilton Morris had done a story on it as a drug that people like blow into people's faces and then essentially say, take me to your house, give me all your money. And people willingly do that because it causes some kind of weird delirium where you're more or less like under a mind control spell of someone else. Um, yeah. That's the only other kind of way that I've heard of heard of Detour, but I didn't know that people were willingly taking it as recreational psychedelic experience. And when I started listening to um, your uh, YouTube clips, I was just like hooked. And we ended up going to every single Datura <laughs> video that you've uploaded. So it's yeah. really interesting. Um, and to kick it off, I wanted to know what, what made you want to start this channel? Um, like how long ago did you decide to start this channel? And what's the story behind like you deciding, Hey, I want to start this YouTube channel and talk about trip reports. Whew. It goes, it goes way back before I even created the channel. Um, I used to just search uh, Arrowhead, the you know the drug website. I usually read my stories on, and I was like, you know, it'd be a good idea if I if I read these because I got like I got a lot of compliments on my voice. Like my my band teacher always told me like, hey, you should be a singer because mm -hmm. your voice is just like it, it's perfect for it. Now I'm not a good singer or anything, but you know it. <laughs> That was a nice compliment from him. So I was like, yeah. I I just I just love horror stories too. So. Well, I, I read a story once just for fun, didn't record or anything. I was like, this seems kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So, and that was probably like in 2017 or something. And I didn't even upload the first video till, uh, I think 2019. I think mm -hmm. that was when it was. Um, and, um, I tried it, put it out there. Didn't think it was going to get any views. And the num the, the highest viewed video on my channel is that first one. And oh, wow. it is, is cringy to me because, <laughs> because the, the way I started out, I was just like reading it, like, like a normal voice. I wasn't giving it my, my, my tone I use now okay. for all my new videos. But, um, yeah, it just, it seemed interesting to me cause I, I love reading those reports and I was really interested in the bad ones. Now people get mad at me for reading the bad ones all the time because they want like, they want to hear good stories too. But to mm -hmm. me, the bad stories are more interesting and I'm just, I'm in love with horror, like Halloween and everything horror is just what I live for. So mm -hmm. yeah, that basically, that's what started it. And, um, I continue, I'm doing it continually every day, at least yep. working a little bit on it and um, hope to see it grow even more and more. So that's yeah. super interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> th th thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, no some, some part of me thinks that you yourself are maybe very psychedelically experienced. Is that fair to say? Yes, I, I was previously back in high school and then 
once I, I I work at the post office right now, so I'm not as I'm can't go as crazy as I used to. Like I'm more of a I'm more of a microdose person. Before I was a hero, uh, heroic <laughs> dose person, but now I'm a microdose kind of guy. So because <laughs> uh, I can't really go crazy while working there. But um, yes, and back in the day I was tripping a lot, and um, mm-hmm. but now it's not as much. But I'm I'd say I'm pretty experienced with it. Awesome. What was your first kind of psychedelic experience with the one that actually like blew your mind? Because I understand some people can try mushrooms or try cannabis a few times, but not really get the effect. And that was the case for me. The first two times I did mushrooms, I was kind of like, I don't feel that different. Maybe I feel a little tipsy, Mm -hmm. but I definitely didn't get any hallucinogenic or like mind altering effects. So for you, what was that first trip where you were like, whoa, there's really something going on with these with these plants or with these chemicals? Yeah. Um, the first one, um, the first actual trip was actually LSD. And that was the first actual psychedelic drug I did, I've done, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't want to count weed, because they put that in a psychedelic sometimes, I don't really think. So it kind of like exacerbates the psychedelics you've already taken, in my right. opinion, at least. Um, but yeah, I was asked that I was probably... 15 or 16 years old and I've always wanted to try it. Everyone's talking about it in high school and um, I did it. I took it. It was just one tab and um, on a blotter paper mm-hmm. and we were riding our bikes and we went to the mall and we went to Macy's and the first thing that hit me that I really knew I was tripping that I never seen before was we were in the, in the basement of the Macy's. There's, there's two floors and I looked at the floor and I saw all these fractals spinning up. I'm sure you've seen them. I, have mm-hmm. you, you, you've done them, right? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I've done a lot of psychedelics. Yeah. Uh, they're the, you know what I'm talking about then those spinny things that you see on the ground or whatever you're looking at, it just spins. And I was like, Oh my God, that is crazy. Right. And I, I kind of fell in love with it after that moment. I was like, this is, this is awesome. And then my mind, I started thinking of things that I've never thought before. And I think that's what really gave me creativity in my, in my, my future self where I am now. So I have to give pretty big thanks to LSD for doing that. hundred percent. Same here, actually. You know, I don't think I would be on the path of Uh, creativity that I'm on now, you know, having my own show where one of the main topics is psychedelics. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I like to talk about, it's a little different than your channel, but I have heard some very enlightening experiences on your channel as well, which are cool. But for myself, I, uh, when I finally felt the mushrooms uh, on that third time, the third time's a charm that I ate them Mm -hmm. and I, I totally had a spiritual experience. And time melted away and I saw myself as an eternal soul and I knew that I was here on earth for a purpose, a greater purpose than I had ever thought of before. And it was just to share the creativity that wells up inside of me. And I'm a musician. I grew up a musician. So Mm -hmm. I I really started channeling that into music. And then we made three albums as my band kind of influenced by these psychedelic experiences. Um, But so, so I've been very interested in like the, the spiritual uh, dimensions that can open up and that those are the ones that are like out of body experiences or just like deep connection to nature where you feel yourself kind of melding into nature and not feeling separate from it anymore. And that to me is very interesting, but, um, I understand that people are also having like crazy near death experiences or, Um, you know, like nearly dying, ending up in hospitals, like ending up with police getting called on them because they're naked running through the streets, knocking on strangers doors, thinking that they're at a friend's house and Mm -hmm. all of this kind of like crazy stuff that goes on in your YouTube clips. And, um, I did want to ask after you got intrigued through your LSD experience, um, did you just start like reading other people's trip reports and is that how this all started or, or or what happened next? Well, I, when I first took it, I, I had, I was not planning on doing this at all. It was just, it was near the end. It was probably senior year of high school. I was still doing a lot of drugs. It was, you know, DXM was my favorite and that I, I won't do it again now because it just makes me feel so sick and it's just, it's just not worth it to me anymore. But, um, I don't think LSD really, uh, influenced my decision to do it. I was just, I, it was just like my love for reading these reports. I just wanted to just read them myself for fun. It was just for fun at first. Mm-hmm. Um, it still is, honestly, I, I love doing it. But um, 
yeah, I wouldn't say it influenced uh, me doing it, but it did it did want me to research more into drugs. So maybe it did a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, and that, I think that's when I've tried to find Datura because that's what I, that was the first video I ever uploaded. And I was trying to find like the craziest drug you can ever do. And this is the one that came up in all the lists that you look up on, on Google and stuff. So I was like reading them and I was like, holy fuck, this is a lot of shit that people see. I've never even heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Like seeing, like seeing cigarettes, you're imagining cigarettes, uh, um, just seeing yep. people that weren't even there and like you're having full on conversations that just freaked me out. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little curious to see what it's like. I think everyone is the, but they know the smart thing to do is not to do it. Uh, <laughs> but like, it, it is just, it, it seems so interesting is like, see all these people say, cause they all experience the same stuff. There's always like with people and experiences, like they always experience different things, but with the Tura, like all the hallucinations are the same. That's what like freaks me out. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So, wow. So you haven't, you haven't done deter before. Oh no, no. (laughs) I'm afraid. I'm a little afraid to do it. I would be too. Totally. Mm -hmm. It's super freaky. Um, when I listened to your trip reports, um, and I recommend everyone listening to this, go check it out. Just, you know, go on YouTube and look up tales from the trip. Um, and, it makes me think that what Deter is doing is activating the dream state while they're not dreaming, while they're awake. Mm-hmm. Because if you've ever had like crazy wild dreams, which I have recently, I've had crazy dreams my whole life, but recently I've been cutting quite a bit back on cannabis and cannabis is known to kind of not make you dream. Um, it puts you into not quite a deeper sleep where you don't reach that like super REM sleep, but in, in dreams, like random things happen. Like there will be people showing up that they don't really belong in the place where you're at, or it doesn't make any sense that they're there. And it just, yeah, that like after having heard your reports and then having some kind of profound, crazy mind bending dreams I've been having recently, it makes me think that Datura is probably um, activating essentially dreams for people that are you know still awake so they're living in some type of waking dream right i could definitely see that that the things they experience are the stuff i would see you know constantly in my dreams i constantly have weird dreams so mm-hmm. uh i could imagine that being actually seeing that in real life it's like lucid dreaming almost yeah yeah, lucid dreaming while you're awake, for sure. <laughs> but but in a way that, you know, there's a lot of, like, weird things that go on that can really get people into trouble. Like, I remember in one of your trip uh, reports, you had said that uh, this kid had, like, went, went on a vacation with his family, and then he took some of these seeds, not really knowing what to expect, and that they were the seeds of the, the Datura plant, which actually is just a common growing plant. Like for people Mm -hmm. that don't know what it is, like you've probably seen these plants kind of, uh, you know, around just as kids and stuff and never had any idea that they have such powerful mind altering effects. But Mm -hmm. so this kid had taken some and then he starts yelling at his kid, his brothers that are asleep saying, shut up, shut up. (laughs) And like the kid, you know, his brothers are asleep and then it, it, rouses suspicion in the parents as to like, okay, what is going on here? Because, you know, clearly you're on something. And um, there's so many things that have happened in in these crazy wild trip reports where people end up like doing things that they would never do and nearly dying, right? Like, yeah. what are some of the, let me hear from your angle, what were some of the most interesting detour trips that, that you remember or that call to your memory that you had read? Man, you can, you could probably put all of them. Like there's not one. Cause I honestly, before I I look at reports, I try to find the best ones for my videos. I don't just like click on and be like, all right, this is the one I'm going to read. Cause there's been times where I I'm doing a story and I'm reading it and I'm like, this isn't interesting at all. And I'll just stop recording. I'll be, I'll be recording for 10 minutes. And I'll be like, no, screw this. Mm -hmm. And I'll toss it away. But with Datura, it, the, all the stories are pretty much in- interesting, but the one that really caught my eye, I was like really looking deep down in the webs and there's this one and I actually put it, I think for the, the compilation video for the whole year, I think it's the first one, the first story. Cause I was my favorite one of the year mm-hmm. and it was about these people in California and they, he, this guy took it and I think it was, I forgot what city it was in, but it was in California 
and like it just the normal Datura stuff, but he was just going insane. I can't really remember it fully right now, but mm-hmm. I just know like I think everyone knows what I'm talking about if they've watched this video. It's mm-hmm. it's insane that one. It was it's a good 18 minute read too, so it's a long one. It was and it was on this website where I never even heard of, and it had like one upvote or whatever <laughs> they call it on there. So it's like no one saw it. So and I knew no one on YouTube did the did. Uh, did the story. So I was like, I got to be the first one on this before someone does it. And it ended up being probably my favorite story mm-hmm. uh, on my whole channel. So, and it still does to this day. Uh, there's, I can't really think of another story that beats that one, but um, yeah, I forgot and which what, video it, it officially comes from, but if you look at the compilation, it's the first one on okay. there for the whole year. So it was like best trips of the year or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Of 2021. Yeah. Of 2021. Okay. I'll have mm-hmm. to revisit that and hear that. Cause that's, yeah, I mean, it is just crazy what people see on these. But I, I also note, noticed that you've done a number of other substances, drugs, plant medicines, um, some on psilocybin, some on LSD, and some even on ayahuasca and 5-MeO-DMT. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you end up like navigating from the stranger, more you know, abstract drug experiences to these more typical psychedelic experiences, and what what are your general thoughts on psychedelics, like the ones I'm mentioning, um, ayahuasca, psilocybin, five MeO DMT? Like, yeah, what are your thoughts on those, and and how the trip reports kind of differ from Datura? Um, I personally um, have never done 5-MeO-DMT or ayahuasca, but I've done shrooms. And like I said before, I've done acid before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I knew about these drugs. But like before, like in high school, I was t- saying before, like when I did acid, I was, I was looking up all the time what kind of drugs I could do to get high. I think everyone was doing that when they were younger because they – Cause you know, you, you don't know where to get them when you were younger. And then mm-hmm. people started coming in your circles and you're like, all right, I got acid over here, 10 bucks a pop, you know, whatever it is. And, um, LSD basically influenced me into other stuff. And when I got this channel, Datura was the most popular and I wanted to keep on reading that, but people, I kept on getting comments from people who are saying, do this drug, do that drug. Like 2CB was commented a lot and people wanted me to do that. And so I did it and it it didn't get that many views, but I still like reading it because it's still fun to read these stories. And then I was like, why don't I branch out to more like mushrooms and, you know, 5-MeO DMT. And I I personally like shrooms, but um, I did have a bad experience on it. Mm. Uh, But I did have, I had... I had a good one the first time, and then the second time was the was the bad time. Mm. Do you recall what happened uh, that kind of freaked you out or that went wrong? Uh, <laughs> I thought I was dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, uh, I don't. I forgot how that came to be, but um, I was freaking out the whole time, and I I kept on like walking around my house. And like looking outside the window, like I was paranoid or something, like I was going to die. And mm-hmm. I just had this this imagination in my head where I was the mushroom and I was decomposing. It was mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just really weird. But um, I put I think I put that story on my channel too. The the nightmare mushroom trip out of hell. So if you haven't mm-hmm. seen that one, check that one out too. Um, I think I have. I think I have. Yeah, that one was wild. I had my friend come over because we were on the phone. And he was the only thing that was like saving me from from like dying. Mm-hmm. And his voice was like was was helping me get through it and um right. So he came over and basically I had a good time after that. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. guess you just if you're ever having a bad trip, just call your best friend and be like, "Hey, uh I'm having a bad trip here. Can you help me out?" And if right. they live close, have them come over and like they can like having someone that you know that you love can really help you like get through a trip, even if it's like even if you think you're gonna die, like I thought I did. I knew I just took too much. I I sh- I, th- I think I was a little drunk during the time I took it, so I I didn't care how much I took. So I just put like a whole bunch in a blender with a fruit smoothie. And I just drank the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you probably <laughs> and, uh, had a lot. Yeah, I probably had a lot. It was and it was strong stuff because it's from a guy I work with who's like 
he's really crazy. <laughs> like he'll just start blurting out things out, out of random and just get mad about weird stuff. And he went to a bunch of Grateful Dead concerts. So, you know, he's like, he's, mm-hmm. he's been, he's seen a lot. Like <laughs> I could just, right. let me just say that. Right. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's interesting how when you take mushrooms, it's almost like you're merging consciousness with the mushroom and it gives you very mushroomy feelings. It's it's hard to describe, but like I remember one effect uh, in particular that I'd never thought I would experience. But um, I was sitting in the car waiting for like the mushrooms to come down a little so I could go into a grocery store um, because I, I got to the grocery store and realized I was still tripping. And I thought that I wasn't when I left. I was like, oh, it's over. Cool. So I I drive to the grocery store. It's literally like less than a mile away. So, you know, like while that was probably a little dangerous, it it felt like I was good at the time. I was like, I can easily make it right right there around the corner. So I got there and then I'm sitting in the car um, and the mushrooms came back up and I was like, okay, uh, I can't go in yet. But what is that smell? I was like, huh, I'm smelling something I've never smelled before. It smells so weird. What is that? Like, what am I smelling? And it's like the car is just full of it. And I realized it was my own skin. And it wasn't like BO. It wasn't like coming from my armpits or anything. But like we as humans are, you know, like uh, so used to our own smell and the smell of other humans that we are like detached from it. And it's something Mm -hmm. that we don't really consciously perceive Unless, again, it's that, like, BO, like someone had just, you know, like, gone to a sauna and now they smell because they sweated a bunch. But that mm-hmm. wasn't the case. And and I literally just started, like, smelling my hand. And I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> I can smell, like, what I smell like. And it, it was just such a weird experience, like, that I had never had before where, yeah. you know, like, we, again, we're, like, desensitized from smelling ourselves because it's just us and what our senses are like attuned to is um, looking for new information in the field. Not you're smelling it constantly 24 seven too. That's right. so like it. Yeah, exactly. So that was just such a weird experience where I could feel like this. Oh, like I'm d- distinctly a human that is different than just like, uh, you know, this, this way that I normally think of things. Like I don't really think of my humanness Uh, in day-to-day life. I'm thinking about, you know, the podcast and my job and my girlfriend, and I'm thinking about all these other things. And you don't really like stop and think of like, oh, I'm a human and I've got all these like organs working hard inside of me and all of this, you know, energy flow, like electric energy flowing around through my body that keeps me alive and moving. And like these types of things start to come into our conscious awareness almost as if through yeah, like perceiving from a different angle that's like unhuman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find that so interesting how these plants are are able to do that and have actually been doing that for thousands and thousands of years. I mean, there's probably people who've actually used things like Datura for uh, shamanic work or healing work and done in a very uh, specific frame or, or set and setting to you know extract any kind of benefit out of it although i do know it's i think it's called the devil's trumpet right yeah 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 so it is kind of known to be a darker more mysterious plant that you probably shouldn't mess with but i still get the feeling that people have used it for some type of vision quests in the past um oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. So, so when it comes to like 5meo dmt like what do you know about it do you know like its origins and stuff um, I know maybe just a little bit, like I said, I have, I've never done 5M, 5-MeO-DMT. I really want to try it though, because I've heard some good stuff coming from it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I'm not really sure on where it comes from or where exactly, but, um, I would like to learn though. I, I, I should know because I run this kind of channel, but, um, I, I, I don't. So. <laughs> Got it. So it actually yeah. comes from a frog. Um, it's called the Bufo alvarius toad. Yeah. The, or the Sonoran desert toad. I was thinking of something else. I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of something else, but yeah, not now I know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's where this one's from. And it's such a, it's a weird thing. Like who in their right mind would 
squeeze a toad, get its venom, <laughs> dry it, smoke it, and find out that it uh, has these effects. You know what I mean? Hey, who uh, who milked a cow, you know? <laughs> I know. <That's laughs> who would have thought of that, too? So it's like uh, these things just happen over time, and we just grow accustomed to it now. And uh, mm -hmm. as intelligent as humans are, we just it's just become a tradition. Totally. Yeah, it's just so weird how so many people did all this groundwork for us. And I saw a meme not long ago on Instagram or something of the sort that it was like, shout out to all the humans that died uh, discovering the drugs that we all know now, <laughs> you know, because like, so many people were just like, oh, let's try this. Let's smoke this. And like, oh, that, well, that one kills you. So let's not do that one. But <laughs> this one over here, you come back so we can keep doing that one. It's just so bizarre. Hey, someone um, had to die, right? <laughs> that's crazy. Um, here's another one that I don't think people really know about. I certainly didn't know about until your channel, but nutmeg. Oh, God. Yeah. Who, who would have thought that nutmeg can cause these almost like psychotic episodes, more or less? You know, like how did you learn about nutmeg? Because I just think of nutmeg as something you put on like, coffee or on dessert <laughs> you know i had no idea people were eating like grams and grams of nutmeg and then tripping their balls off yeah uh it was that same period of time where i was just like researching everything like a legal high that you can get anywhere and that's where i found the morning glory in hawaii maybe wood wood roast seeds too um but nutmeg always showed up on one of those lists and um i was like you know what i'm gonna buy this since i can i'm young I, that's the only thing i can do and um my experience, I it, it wasn't really anything to to talk about, but it from what people other people say that they some people actually don't don't trip on it, and no matter how much you do, like they they haven't tripped on. It. I think it's because people are buying the powder, mm -hmm. and people say who do trip on it, you have to buy the actual nutmeg and crush it up and take it to get high. But mm. I wouldn't recommend either of those because from what I've heard, people have just had bad experiences on it. So there's no, no use to do it. But, um, right. yeah, it was, it just came up when I was like 15 years old and I was like, all right, let's give this a try. And nothing really happened. So I won't ever do it again. And plus it ruined the taste for me. So I, it, it, it doesn't, it, it's terrible if you, if you just eat that by itself. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. It looks like uh, I just did a little Google search. It's my my ristisin. My ristisin is the chemical inside of nutmeg. So nutmeg contains my ristisin, a natural compound that has mind-altering effects if ingested in large doses. The buzz can last one or two days and can be <laughs> hallucinogenic, like much like LSD. Yeah, that's that's a lie. I think <laughs> not not nothing like LSD. <laughs> mm -hmm. People think before you take LSD, people have never done it. They think like, oh man, I'm gonna see this fucking. There's a fucking. There's like a hallucination or something walking towards me. Like that's not a. That's nothing like what you see. Like uh, maybe if you take a ten times the recommended dose or something, because I've never done that. But maybe that's what happens. But like a normal dose, like you just you get it's more of a feel type thing. You're not seeing too much. Just just like the little spinny things I was talking about and like people's faces warping maybe and like everything becoming more saturated. But you mm. don't really see that on on acid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like in the history of nutmeg it was largely uh populated by people in prisons just trying to like <laughs> escape prisoner life so like they heard you could trip on this and they would uh, somehow or another get nutmeg into the prison i have no idea how um but they would just <laughs> eat it and then have these crazy experiences um it's just wild what you know what plants can do it's literally just a plant and the way i think of it is it's probably like a self-defense mechanism against bugs um mm -hmm. You know, bugs are trying to eat the the fruit of the plant, and then over millennia, it kind of develops this poison, more or less, a toxin to like keep bugs from eating it. And then humans come along, and then you know we we willingly eat it to to trip <laughs> balls. It's just crazy. We're dumbasses. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is insane. So I'm looking through your channel now, and there's um. How, how many videos you have? Probably a hundred now, right? It's getting close to it. Um, I think it's about seventy something. 
mm-hmm. around there. I see. I see. Wow. Yeah. There's so many different things here that people that people are tripping on. What is Bromo Dragonfly? That is, from what I've heard, that's a very, very, very potent, uh, like psychedelic. It, it it's basically what fentanyl is to oxycontin, but mm. that's like comparing, like it's like super acid to acid. That's basically what it is, and it it can make you trip for three days. I've heard, and um. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying when you think about it. But there's, you know, with with every bad experience, there's good experiences too. As long as you're not like stupid about something, you can have a good experience, and you don't if you don't overdo it. But some people really like to overdo stuff, and they don't care what they do to their bodies or anything. So they they go in thinking they'll be fine, and then they'll they'll just like you never know what can happen next. You could die basically mm-hmm. not not because from taking it or anything, but like things you can do. Like you you might think you're you're evil and you want to kill yourself or something with a knife and, and mm-hmm. things like that can happen. So you just got to be very careful when taking drugs you don't really know about. Right. hundred um, percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading here that Bromo dragonfly with was first synthesized in the late 1990s as an agent for doing research into the structure and activity of serotonin receptors in the brain only slightly less potent than LSD and is 300 times more potent than mescaline. The effects Mm. are much longer lasting. Uh, A typical dose of Bromo Dragonfly is 0.2 to 1 milligram. That's like (laughs) nothing. That's very low. (laughs) Oh my gosh. See that? It's yeah. And that will last two to three days. Yep. That is just mind blowing to me that something that tiny exists and if you just like put it on your tongue like for two or three days you're freaking gone yeah and that and most a lot of the time is that people aren't actually trying to do it they're they're it's getting laced same with like dr bob those are kind of like the two similar things that like if you get acid like it it doesn't cost that much to get a tester if you really want to make sure that it's not something like it's not acid you got to you got to test it out because it could save your life mm-hmm. and it, it, you you might not want to put that investment be like oh it's like 30 bucks but like 30 bucks or your life which one would you rather spend you know yeah 100% yeah i'm reading here that um let's see it can result, uh, Bromo Dragonfly can result in dystonia, which I don't know what that is, uh, hypertension, psychosis, vasoconstriction, seizures, and death. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is wild. But one thing I did want to say is I noticed at the end of some of your more recent episodes, you kind of bring in this approach of being grateful for life and not trying to escape life through these drugs right like Mm -hmm. you're kind of bringing in some some hope i would say um to people listening to these experiences and i just want to know like maybe where where is that coming from that's just coming straight from my heart because it it, it's what i truly believe you know i i want everyone to live happily and healthy for their life i don't want people to suffer i don't want I don't want people to think that they need to do these kind of these kind of drugs to escape what they're seeing because they, you know, they we're all in this together and there's some people out there who, you know, there's people who have never done drugs in their life, which is not it's not a lot of people, but there are people out there who have never done it and these people, you know, they're living successful lives and you know, not all of them are living successful lives, but you know, a lot of them are and um it it's just like you you're hurting your body if you're if you're doing this too much and you're never going to get better if you keep on doing it Mm -hmm. so i just want people to know that like you can live happy without doing these things all the time now i'm not going to tell you not to do them because there's some things like you could take a lot of positive from these things like psychedelics i i agree with 100 that you should take a psychedelic in your life i know i shouldn't be advocating for anything but like if you have the opportunity and you're a pretty healthy person you don't have anything wrong with like your you don't have like any mental disorder or anything like mm-hmm. that um you should definitely give it a try especially if like you're i especially if you're like older like in your 20s too if you've never done it. i think that's a good age i think i started off way too <laughs> way too young to start off with it but um if i if i did it when i was like 21 or something i probably would have 
taken more from it because I, you know, you learn a lot in, in just a year of your life. So right. yeah, just, I just, I just want people to be happy and healthy and stay positive because I see a lot of negativity in this, in this world. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I'm not negative with things, but like when I am positive, I try to make other people positive. And that's just what we, that's just what we need in this world because there's there's a war going on that doesn't even need to be happening right now in Ukraine and and just other things that are happening constantly and just people are just fighting against each other all the time and if we just worked together and came together as one we would all live happily and healthy but that's too hard to do but <laughs> apparently so um, but at least at least if you can try it it, it helps a little bit right yeah, I find that for a lot of people that that share this sentiment, that one way to do that is to be a creator of some sort. Um, you know, you're creating with these videos that you're doing, and um, you said you're you're pretty much working on it daily. So, like someone finding something that they're passionate about, I think would uh, help them stay on a path of positivity mm -hmm. and not just kind of spinning their wheels and wondering how to escape today, like through nutmeg or bromo dragonfly or mm -hmm. datura seeds, you know what I mean? Cause, um, you know, I think a lot of these kids are just kind of wanting to explore their mind and not exactly knowing what they're getting into. But if they were to find some way to channel that creative interest, like they're clearly, um, you know, experimental people, they're, they're willing to experiment with their body, their mind, their consciousness by taking these chemicals. Um, if they were just, you know, like taking a, an actual genuine interest in something and applying creative effort to it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they could maybe get out of these like detrimental patterns where they're just taking drugs all the time. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say about like how you've been able to start picking this up and, what kind of drives you, you know, like, uh, to continue, uh, with this channel because it's very interesting content. It's just, uh, I think mainly it's the support. Cause I, let me tell you on Instagram, uh, that's where I'm most active on. And I, in my personal life, I've never gotten this many DMS in my life or any like this meant this much interest in things. And it feels good to be, to have people interested in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And like, I get like probably three new requests for DMS every day. And like, just from people from the last time I talked to you before today, I had to scroll down, like probably for, for 20 seconds until like, <laughs> I got down to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, was, it, it just feels good to, to have someone to have people like be interested in what you're putting out there that you care about and you're like, you work hard on and, and it, the positive messages you see in the comments are, are just, it just, it can make your day better. Cause I, when I, I work at my full-time job at the post office and I, I, I like it, but it, sometimes it could be very, you know, depressing and, and it's very hard work. So when I open up my, the YouTube studio app and I see the comments and I see someone say like, oh man, I love your videos there. I love falling asleep to them. They may, they make my day better. That just makes, that just makes me want to continue doing it. And that's why I do it. And that's, and that's why mm -hmm. every, like every time I have a day off, I, I work on these. So I, I may not get me giving myself a break today. I probably gave myself a little bit of break. I haven't worked on anything for the channel, but usually every single time I'm off, I'm making a video. And so mm -hmm. that doesn't give me that much time by myself, but it, it helps because it helps my mental health with people, you know, being saying positive things about it and making me, me, uh, making me more of a positive person. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's very insightful. And I, d I can definitely relate to that uh, in certain projects I've been involved with is definitely like just, yeah, feeling the support of the community. Um, what type of messages do they reach out and say? Is it helping them through their own addiction issues? Or is it just like, they're just purely fans of the wild stories? Or, or is it a mixed bag? Like what kind of things do people reach out and say? Oh, yeah, they, they talk to me about anything. Like they, they'll they'll just random stuff that they'll talk about just like a normal conversation you would have with somebody. But most of the time, you know, they start out by saying, Oh, I love your, I love your channel. It's great. And, and then they'll start talking about what their life is, how their experience with drugs are mm -hmm. and what, what I think about it and what, what I think they should do in the future and stuff like that. It's just, it's just all over the place. But I, I just love hearing what people have to say to me all the time. It, it's just like before I, 
before this channel blew up, I mean, it didn't blow up, but it's, it's pretty high for me. At least <laughs> it's not oh, like yeah. a Mr. Beast kind of channel, but, <laughs> but you totally. know, it's, it's still, it's still a lot for someone who lives in Ohio and, and nothing happens over here. Um, but it, 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 it feels good that these people are trying to reach out to me and I'm helping them too, because I, I want people to be happy. And these, some of these people are suffering through a lot of stuff and they don't have a lot of things to go to. So if they feel like they, they need to come to me, that makes me feel better. I feel like I'm a little, little therapist or something for them. And right. it, 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 it feels good. I, I like talking to these people. Totally. hundred percent. No, I think it's, what do they call it? You know, uh, harm reduction. Yep. It's kind of what you're doing, you know. People it's, call it's, me that in the comments. They're like, yeah, this is the best harm reduction channel out there. <laughs> exactly. It really is, you know. like, And also by listening to these stories, you kind of maybe get something out of it to the point that you don't want to do it anymore, but now you know what it's like. And mm -hmm. that's how I felt about like the nutmeg and the datura. Is like I definitely don't want to do either of those ever, mm -hmm. but I... I am glad that I know what they do and the dangers involved. So I, I definitely see it in that kind of harm reduction sense. Like, have you heard of the the channel Psyched Substance? Yeah, yeah. That that was one of my channels I grew up watching. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of he's in the that king vein. of psychedelics. <laughs> yeah, he is. I think his name's Adam or something, and I don't know him, but I, I watched a bunch of his videos as yeah. well. And it's definitely in that same category, and that's really cool. And in fact, I could, I don't know, I kind of feel like I agree with the people that had said you have a great reading voice, just a great voice in general. It's very like captivating oh, that, <laughs> yeah, that in time you could easily become, what do you call it? Like one of these voiceover, you know, uh, voiceover people that get hired to do documentaries and these types of things for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. <laughs> totally. There's, there's all kind of stuff that can come from having a popular YouTube channel, you know, mm -hmm. you never know what's just around the corner and you could be just reading trip reports one day and then, you know, like some big studio is asking you to come do a voiceover for their studio. So just, yeah, keep it up, man. You're doing awesome work. Um, I really enjoy this channel. Uh, excited to, to know you a little more on a personal basis now. Mm -hmm. uh, having you come on the show and I'm going to forward you a couple of different um, plant medicines and psychedelics that you might not have heard of and just to see does anything exist out there that could spur some ideas and that would be cool for me to get to hear um, yeah. you know in your voice what people are going through and some of these medicines that I find so interesting mm -hmm. all right uh, thank you thank you so much for uh, letting me be on here and telling you a little story about myself and um Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we could do it again. Soon. Yeah, totally. A good time. Absolutely. So, uh, just while we're finishing here, tell people where they can find you, your Instagram, your YouTube, and uh, yeah, that, that'll be it. All right. If you search up, um, I'll start off with Twitter. I, I don't use it that much, but I will go on there to look at stuff. But I just search up the Trip Keeper. That's that's the name I uh, that. I had a poll that everyone came up for for me to to be because it's, it's based off of the because my channel came from tales from the crypt and mm. oh, it, got it. but yeah that that's basically how I got my channel so it, I did it with a drug version because you know you're tripping so tales from the trip right and um, yeah and the, that guy who does that in the in the show is the crypt keeper so that's how he got my name the trip keeper wow and, yeah so search that on Twitter and Instagram that's the same. I use the same Instagram name for with Twitter too. So just look up that. And then on YouTube, you know, Tales from the Trip. There's another there's another thing that comes up for Tales from the Trip. It's a Comedy Central video where they, they talk about drugs too and they do animated stories, which is a really good channel that you can mm -hmm. check out. But um, that's not me. <laughs> I do the, the horror stories. So I, I'll show up. I'll be one of the first or first or second option when you go on there maybe it could be the third or fourth i don't know now but just search up chails from the trip you'll see a skeleton photo in this purple background thing just go on that or search up deter i'll, I'll be the second thing to come up after uh shrouded hand so yeah totally awesome cool brother well thank you so much for being here and uh thanks guys for listening we'll see you on the next episode